episode 25 of the Rated MMA Podcast for NerdAppropriate.com. That's how I say it. Why? Welcome this is how you say it. I'll do you. Have you had trouble saying it? All right. Welcome to episode 25 of the Rated MMA Podcast. That's how you do it. That's not how I do it, but you did just say you did it. You know what my favorite one was? Where it was like, you were like, all righty, me matey. <laughs> Drop that clip. <laughs> For some reason, you started doing the pirate because I think that was one of the first ones I did. Uh, we should do like Foley theater, like. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I'm here to do the podcast. <laughs> so uh, we don't have to talk anymore. Matt, we're seeing at the beginning. This is number twenty-five. We're not, we're not gonna redo that conversation. Oh, okay. The podcast. Whatever. Just edit the two pieces. Together. Sounds great. So, uh, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, we've we've kind of made the decision to go to about three a month, right? Three to four a month. Three yeah, two, a month. two to three a month. Two to three, depending on how many yeah. weeks we got in the month, and we'll be posting online when we are going to do it or not going to do yeah. it. We're going to try and be a little more ahead of it than fifteen minutes before the show goes on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we might mess with the days too. We're doing this today is Saturday, you yeah. know, for the when the podcast goes up on a Tuesday. <laughs> when goes up. Um, Scott has caught us up completely. Episode twenty four is on the website, so bravo. I listened to all the ones that I was on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's uh, we're gonna get as much clicking from my laptop in on this one as we can, right? I, I love it. It's definitely it's definitely not like Chinese water torture. <laughs> <laughs> And you can also tell how much Matt's paying attention to whoever's talking by how much clicking is going on. <laughs> I'm usually pulling talking. things up that they're talking about or pulling up more stuff to talk about after that. So. <laughs> yeah. um, you learn to drown it out after a while. Yeah. yeah. You just yeah. don't notice. Yeah. I had a friend, uh, or a mutual friend of, of a few of us, listen to the first his first Rated NA podcast. I think, did he talk to you about it? It was Jacob. And he was like, I'm listening to my first Nerd Appropriate podcast. And I was like, oh, cool, man. And he's like, it's really fucking nerdy. <laughs> it is in the title. <laughs> yes, it is really nerdy. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about half the time. And I, was, like, I, I had the same thought listening to the, to the newest one when you guys did 15 to 25 minutes on board games. Hey, um, dude, look, come board games are fun, man. <laughs> no, no. It was right? so interesting. To you got an issue to. with it, you, the door's right there. All right, buddy? Yeah, but Ash is in my way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but on the level of nerdiness, I, I was thinking about the other, the other day, I was thinking, like, man, why don't more people, like, love us? And I'm like, we're such a microcosm of, like, oh, the, yeah. the shit we talk about, like, we may be passionate about it, but there's maybe, like... Three other people that I know that actually give a rat's ass you know, about the stuff that we talk about. Who the gives a shit, you know? Yeah, it's very We true. like talking about it. It's like we said from the beginning, which was Ash and I, or Scott and I, or the three of us sometimes, would sit around and do literally the same thing we're doing here every day, yeah. just without a microphone sitting in the room, and it was like, ah, oh, fuck it, you know, we'll put a microphone in the room. And That's like that one time on the podcast where... Brian no. really wants you to do clips. <laughs> Speaking of a uh, phenomenal job throwing an excellent oh, Saturday's High in the last great. podcast, yeah. Uh-huh. That was really great. I was really hoping you would actually do that. I do what I can. Yeah. You did. Yeah. So, um, you know, not that they don't know, but Amy, a yeah. frequent guest of the show, is here today. I am. As well, which the back of your head's on the camera, but there's no way around that, so. And uh, Ryan is back, who we don't know. He just doesn't sleep here. <laughs> he just like crawled up from under the desk and was like, "All right, we're doing it on Saturday, right?" Uh, 
Thursday already. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let's get it started. We got a we got a bunch of news, and uh, this or first the one. Black Eyed Peas would say, "Let's get retarded." Let, <laughs> I don't think that's actually what they did say. They did. The original version of the song is "Let's Get Retarded." Oh, really? And then they because I remember hearing it on like a Fox lineup announcement one night. <laughs> the original version of the song that somebody must have actually listened to it because then it switched to "Let's Get It Started." Huh. So let's get Do retarded. the rest of the lyrics make more sense with, with "Let's Get Retarded"? I, I guess are they, they are. They are, are they retarded. Lyrics? I don't know. It's like go man, go man. It's like that. It's like that. Dave Grohl teaches you how to write a song sketch where he, where he talks about just yes. chorus. The entire song is just <laughs> yeah. chorus. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Yeah. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. <laughs> you guys have to pay somebody something because I mentioned the name of a black eyed. No. Like if, you, if you sang more than like. Let's get, and then, like, Let's more than two that. Words. <laughs> Are there more than two words? <laughs> um, so this first bit of news is appropriate for having Amy here. Uh, because her boyfriend, as I wrote on the website, her boyfriend Jason is in a band that we're all uh, fans of called The Pauses here. And they got a song on the fucking rock band. Which is they awesome. Did. Yes. Congratulations to them. Cool. Have you played it yet? Oh yeah, we I played every part. I played the guitar. Really? The well, I did guitar, bass, and really the keyboards is like the bells and the horns. But the next song they're planning to do is going to have more keyboards. I like to call the bells um, the thing Jason steps on that no one hears when you're playing live. <laughs> no. Like, did you, did you feel like you were under extra pressure to play the song. Yeah. Though? <laughs> Jason just you staring at you like you fuck up one note. He's like, that's it. It's over. Yeah. You know, the first time he went through the guitar, he only got ninety nine percent. That's awesome. But they're gonna run, uh, I think, a contest next week for everyone that hits the number one on leaderboard for every part in the song. Uh, that's awesome. So, cool. That's awesome. They'll give away something. I don't know. I why. think I saw your band. So would they go to the pauses.com? Is that their website, right? I think. To see well, you download on. the song. They're probably going to look at the leaderboard. Oh, Rock Band's doing that. No, no, no. They are. That's but what I'm saying. Like, where would they go the to find out about the contest? Um, they don't have anything up yet. Okay. So it's like hearsay. Just uh, early knowledge. Why did my dog just float <laughs> up into the creature? She just started. I see you've already got like 500,000 points with your band in that song. Oh, that's what I said. We played it like, I think I played it like three or four times already. Wow. It's awesome. It was awesome that harmonics uh, gave you a little bit of support too. Yes, they're really good about that. That commercial was awesome. I watched the commercial. Yeah, 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 that was really cool. cool. Uh, Did Deeb do that with them or no? No, it was all all of us. We just uh, um, it was a couple of our friends. We got together. It looked really good. And yeah, so it was cool. But the guy that that wrote the article, we met him at Pat. He was Henry. Henry, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. That's really cool. And that's very cool. Yeah, they really, so uh, nice. did a little write up on their site and everything about it. So yeah, it's really good when they when you see developers like really give a shit about their community well, a lot. And I mean, what a great what a great way to have a community. I mean, that's that game I think is really aimed towards community. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but like it's cool to see them react to community in that way. Where when a band gets a song up there, then they're like like even. Uh, uh, Allie Thrasher or whatever posted stuff about like Bayside getting a song or I guess she's a big fan it's like yeah. it's just cool to see them like oh my god this band's in here you know go check them out blah 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 and they you know it's cool, cool people. but yeah. congratulations to the pauses it's Woo-hoo. something that Scott and I have joked about always wanting to have and never <laughs> never pulling it off <laughs> so PSN says we're sorry 
Yeah, and then what, what happened less than a week later? They got hacked. Their login got hacked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even tell you to post something about it. There was an exploit. There was an exploit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so pretty much, like, if you knew somebody's email address and birthday, you could just log in for them and change their password. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what happened to a lot of people. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't even bothered Because they, they set it up so that you could log in and change your password right away. But they I don't guess, ask any other security Yeah, I guess it didn't matter what you put in to begin with. Your first with. name. Yeah, so as long as you put the email I just sent in your birthday, it would be like, you can change your password now. That's amazing. That's ridiculous. So, can they make oh, this okay? Goodness. Does anybody care? Do you just want it back online, or do you not care at all? Or Why wouldn't they just email you a link to click from your email? I don't know. I don't, do they have an on, like a website face that you can manage? Yeah. yeah. You can make yeah. one. Sicily is here. Oh, really? Yeah, they do. What's up, man? It's the same Welcome. as, um, I mean, it's like, it's just a, a web, like a PSN website that you can log into to right. manage your account. Could, you know, you could have done it through there, no problem. You guys get free games too, right? Out of yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like, I know you were excited about this, was sort of my, my problem with this, this like sweet handout. You're yeah. going to get to choose from a couple PS3 games to download and a couple PSP games and you get like a free month of service and a whole bunch of other free stuff. But the, um, uh-oh, he says, what's the deal with the audio? That's not a good thing. Is that Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> is it really fucked up? Um, but the thing about the, the games they're giving away is they're all, like, incredibly old. They're, like, 09 games. Oh, are they? Like, in, like, I thought they were new games. But I've always wanted to play uh, uh, Infamous, and, like, I was I was about to buy it. Yeah. I thought it, was very, I thought it was very curious that Best Buy had that game on sale for $10 the week before the announcement was made. Really? That you'd be able to get this game for free now. They, they must have. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, so you think this is good enough for you to forgive them? <laughs> it's good enough for me just because I don't have those games. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah, but what about the people that have all of those? Do they get well, anything? I, see, I have Infamous, which is great. Yeah. And I'll lend it to you if you want to play it. But um, it it's a great game. Uh, it was great two years ago. Sure. When it was new. Um, and I don't really have any desire to play the other games at all. Um, Little Big Planet, I not my I'm not a platform See, that's guy. See, that's a tough one. It's like maybe I guess they could give you these games. Maybe they could credit your account like twenty dollars. You know, like that could work. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how much Infamous would cost if you were to buy it like from the store right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it, like not from the store. I mean, from like the PSN network. I don't know if it's thirty dollars or whatever. They could credit you sixty dollars. Yeah. To just to do whatever you want with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that would be the the stand-in fix for that, but I think the other the other side of it is they probably have to get with some of these companies. Are these games though games that are Sony games? Uh, they're well, all exclusives. Yeah. yeah, they're all Sony. Like I'm saying, what they're probably trying to avoid is you going and buying L.A. Noir with a sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah, because yeah. they probably have to pay quite a bit of extra yeah, money for that yeah. kind of stuff than they do for Infamous. I think a great reward for the users would be to prevent their shit from getting hacked. That's that's sort of my mentality as well. It's like, well, but I mean, like, let's say they get the network back up, everything's fine. I mean, are you okay with it then, or is it like, I, I guess the question is, can they fix this, or is it just they fucked up and you you just want it back? Me, I don't I know. I don't care on PS3. Yeah, I. <laughs> I when we, when our, Jesus Christmas! When our Xbox is red ringed, we didn't lose all of our confidential yeah. information. <laughs> yeah, I just I kind of feel like I was already a little pissed off at Sony anyway, mm-hmm. um, just because I just felt like PlayStation Network was kind of not as Good. enjoyable. It's not as, loving. 
Yeah, and you know, and then when all this stuff happened, I just was I felt kind of slighted. So I was like, I just am not going to log on for a while until it's all resolved. And I don't miss not going on there. Like, yeah. To be honest, I hadn't been on in a couple months prior to all this stuff going down. Anyway, I think it's great that they're trying to give you. They give you a free month. They give you, um, you know, sixty days of sixty days of sub subscription. Take three. Thank you. <laughs> sixty days of subscription, and uh, they give you unlimited music trial subscription members. Oh, that curiosity. Yeah. All sorts of free junk, um, which is great, but not great enough for me to, like, leap back into their arms, you know? Yeah, I think realistically speaking, maybe the thing that is most relevant to the hack is, like, they, I think they're going to offer, like, a year of, um, a year of, like, credit monitoring or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be part of that package, and, I mean, for, like, maybe for parents that have kids that use that thing, maybe that's going to be the most important thing for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the free games and stuff is like, yeah, okay, you know, like, thanks a lot. Like, for, for the players, for, like, the player side of the equation, like, that's important, but for the security side of the equation, like, the credit monitoring stuff is going to be most important, so. I mean, I don't really know, like, I feel like there there's a fine line that they tread between, like, giving something and then that feeling like a slap in the face versus giving nothing and then people just being angry anyways. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't really know what the right answer is for this, but, um, you know, two games, like, from PS3 and two on PSP seem fine. I mean, even if they're older games, like... So wait, are you getting all those games? Yeah, like, if you own a PSP, you'll get two games from this list and then two games from this list if you have a PS3. Oh, I thought they were just getting one... So they're just kind of, like, yeah, tossing shit out yeah. to you. Yeah, you they're all downloaded. You have to download all. Sure. Yeah. Wait, download. so you have to download all of them from the PlayStation Network? Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can't get Sweet them. irony. Yeah. Yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> they give them back your credit card information. It's safe now. It's safe. What's really interesting is that, like, we represent, like, one buy side of the equation. If you go on the PlayStation blog and you read the letter and then read the comments underneath it, People are just like, that's cool, I just want to get back online and play. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Can't wait like, to play Portal 2. Like, it's the biggest forward, thing, because yeah. some people don't have two systems. Like, I, if I only had a PlayStation right now, I'd probably be pretty pissed. Yeah. yeah. But, like, probably mostly what I'd want is just to get back online and be able to start playing again. Like, and that's really, what the, that's really what the I heard that, sentiment like, is. Which from... we're going to talk about the game today, but I heard that the Brink experience is completely broken. For PlayStation people, because it's like a 70% online game, and nobody could play it online. Well, when we do a Brink review, I'll tell you what Yeah, yeah I know, but, but I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying that, like, it was completely broken with PlayStation to the point where you couldn't log oh, in. Yeah, that's you know, like, unforgivable. So, I, you know, hopefully they'll, I mean, it's not like Sony's going to die by this, so they're obviously going to be pretty fine, probably, at the end of the day, but at least they're doing something. I think that when we talked about it earlier, it was like, are they going to do anything? Or are they just going to try and be like, nope, everything's fine. Maybe if you could say something good about this, is that maybe other like companies will go back and take a look at what they're doing and be like, well, hey, you know, this happened to Sony, let's yeah. go make sure that... Please, dear God, because the security apparently was thin as paper on Sony. Well, so. yeah, but I mean, like, everything in this world is reactionary. Like, we don't do anything about oil until there's an oil spill. Right. You know, we don't do anything about security until something gets hacked. So yeah, like, sure. maybe this will improve, like, the internet... As a whole, I, I have a feeling the reason we haven't run across stuff like this with Xbox is because they are so experienced with well, well you have that system and, three, and four being years. hacked. And yeah. they had the online experience. They had like three, four years online experience, right? Prior, to but I'm saying that I think that the the 
the standards of how they store information and stuff had been built up for 30 years of Windows. Sony use. made TVs. And and Sony their, never really was in this until PlayStation. They do a lot of their business in enterprise, too, and I'm sure. Right, exactly. In true Sony fashion, they should come out with their own proprietary internet that you know. <laughs> <laughs> for the secure network. Man. <laughs> So, Give it some uh, horrible names. <laughs> I was gonna try and think of one. I can't, I can't think of anything. Huge <laughs> internets. Um, so uh, I threw the two of these on kind of last minute, but um, it came out I think yesterday that uh, if you watch Thor, which we're gonna review a little bit later in the show, if you watch Thor and you stuck through the credits and you saw the end scene that Ash actually wrote about yeah. on the site. Um, it was actually directed by Joss Whedon. I did not know that. That entire end piece was directed by Joss did Whedon. You, you went and saw it, right? Yes. Did you say for the end piece? Yes, of course. Yeah. Awesome, of course. Um, but yeah, crazy. It, I, I mean, you can't really get a lot out of it. It's only about yeah, yeah. five minutes of a movie, but uh-huh. like, uh, I think it's kind of awesome. They it said is. that I guess what was going on was Kenneth Branagh was doing post production work, yeah, and they hadn't shot that scene yet. So they were in New York to do it, and I guess they called Joss, and Joss came out and shot the whole thing for him. So it connects to Avengers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the same way how all of them have, like, Iron Man and... Right, but he's actually doing... He's writing and directing, yeah. Yeah. So So that's kind of cool. It leads into that movie. Um, It's kind of crazy how it leads into that movie. Did you see Thor yet, or no? No, but I've seen the ending. (laughs) I watched the the ending thing online. Well, we'll talk about it in the review, but it was something I wanted to bring up in the news. I thought it was pretty cool. Joss Whedon jumped on and directed directed the last five minutes. Mostly he gets along very well, even though Favreau's not really attached anymore, which is kind Mm -hmm. of a shame. He gets along really well with Kenneth Branagh and Favreau. That whole group is really like a... Get along group. That's good. Because Favreau bailed because of the Avengers stuff. Well, they I were thought Favreau to... bailed just because they wanted to keep him on the hook for like a super long time. And he From was like, what I, I had read was he was just not happy, and you can tell when you watch the movie Iron Man 2 how poorly fit the Avengers stuff is kind of wedged in. It just feels like a different movie, those scenes. Know, see, well, yeah, I feel like they... but see, I think he was I upset think... of having to, having to instead of being able to make the movie he wanted to make, he, he had, had to... He had to make a promo piece for Avengers 2. Exactly. Yeah. But like, I, I think that... Also, I would say that the stuff that was in Iron Man 2 versus the stuff that's in Thor is... Thor. Thor's is the first piece as to what the story's going to be. Right, right. Thor's it's is more the first piece of like, oh, now we're actually seeing what's going to happen in the Avengers. Yeah. Whereas... Well, the Avengers was probably... Th- Iron Man 2 was like, ooh, it's Captain America's shit. And it was probably... Like, we all know Captain America's coming out. Like, well, yeah. I'm even speaking more to the Thor that. hammer, and you're like, yeah, we're very aware these movies are coming the, out. The like, Sam Jackson and Scarlett Johansson pieces seem completely wedged in there. Yeah. Whereas, like, like in, in one, uh, in Iron Man 1, the, the Avengers film was probably still just a pipe dream, kind of. Yeah. So it wasn't as hardcore in there, sure, where sure. now Thor is so integral to the plot. Of Avengers, and we're probably going to see a lot of that with and, clearly and with Captain America. And we'll talk anyway. about it. I just I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was really cool that, that we actually did get to see a piece of Joss Whedon doing some direction. If you stick around through the end credits, one awesome. scene. But, I didn't know. That. And then the other uh, little bit of one-off news, which I will throw this in the chat room so Chris and our two guests can see oh. it, um, is there is a first look of Bane in Dark Man Dark so Knight awesome. Rises, and it looks kind of badass. You guys might need to give me a minute with my laptop in this picture. Uh, so it's it's uh, Tom Hardy who's been in a bunch of other uh, Chris Nolan movies, but this is the first look. It's not it's not a huge picture. It's kind of an overshot over shoulder uh, shot of him in the mask, looks but it looks awesome. kind of badass. Looks awesome. They went for a very <laughs> realistic um, 
look compared to the Schumacher yeah. Bane. Yeah. <laughs> the, the goo tube coming out the of the back. The goo tube and the Mexican Here's wrestling giant weakness. Yeah, yeah. So That looks amazing. I'm telling you guys, it's going to be the broken back Batman story. It could. I mean, it could. I don't know. It's weird yeah. that they're bringing some of the characters that they're saying. They're yeah. Bringing, did you guys see the movie Bronson that he was in? Tom Hardy I did in? not, but he's no. a fucking He's, he's a nutbag yeah, in Bronson. Yeah. So I think he's going to be great as Bane. Oh, that yeah. picture awesome. looks incredible. Sounds pretty cool, though. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, can we take a minute? Does anybody care? Let's take a minute. Sure. saw Bridesmaids. We did. Together. No, no we didn't actually. I went and saw it today. And you saw it last week? Yeah, I saw it uh, 14th, whenever that was. Um, so, the new kind of format that we talked about that we're going to do here is we saw it, we can give a brief synopsis, and then we're going to do kind of question and answer. So you guys just ask oh. whatever you want to know about the movie. We'll do our best not to spoil it, because no, I know no you, you don't want to hear spoilers at all. Which may be hard on Thor, I'm not going to lie, but Bridesmaids we can probably do pretty spoiler-free. Yeah. It's not really a spoilery movie. People fall in love, and there are bridesmaids. So so it's it's a kind of girl troop comedy, mm-hmm. um, a la... It's executive produced by Judd Apatow? Yeah. Not produced, or producer. Oh, he may have produced I think he produced it. Uh, written by Kristen Wiig with her co-writer from The Groundlings, whose name is really hard to pronounce, and I don't remember it off the top of my head. Annie Mumolo. Mumolo. This actually went oh, back to, he had her, Apatow had her start work on this script while she was doing her little cameo-y thing in Knocked Up. Knocked Up, right. Yeah. He actually talked to her and said, you know, I'd love to have you write something for me, and she went ahead and did it. I uh, learned that on Jimmy Fallon. And, uh, I think actually I think that's like, now that uh, I think about it that's uh, so it's so it's kind of a buddy comedy it's about Kristen Wiig plays this kind of downer luck character whose friend is getting married and her friend has kind of got a new friend that's and they kind of fight over being the maid of honor mm-hmm. and it's all about the path from when they announce the marriage to the actual marriage itself it kind of follows that time period they don't really talk about how long it actually is but it seems decently long you know, yeah a few months or something like that yeah. six months um, so I think that's pretty much a synopsis, right? I mean, you know, there's... Yeah, the thing that, I, that, I, that really stood out about the movie for me was it, it doesn't really follow the formula of um, a typical, like, romantic comedy or, like... No, not at all. And, and it, a lot of things happen in almost real time. Like, there's a scene where they're on a plane... Yeah. Like, in normally in, in films, when people take a plane in a film, it's yeah. like a, a two-minute sequence. They're on a plane, yeah. something funny happens in a plane. This is like a 15-minute <laughs> sequence really long. of them on the plane, and like 10 different things happen. And hilarious, too. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, they're really, I mean, they really I, go into... I would actually say, and I've heard a bunch of reviewers say this, the movie kind of gets an unfair rap for being called the hangover, the girl hangover. Yeah, Because yeah. it's uh, not the hangover at all. No. That's it, how they have to I would put, market. see, the funny thing is, there's another movie that, right when Melissa and I walked out, that I was like I don't know why they didn't compare it to this it felt like a grown up girl super bad to me okay. it's very much like friends like it's that kind of like 
friends and growth. Ah, it looks sorry. a lot like ah. it looks a lot like the next best thing, which was that Cameron Diaz, Christina Applegate movie I that I saw only that one. I, they played on Comedy Central. But it was a gross girls comedy where there's like farting and diarrhea. Yeah, there's really only like one super gross out scene, maybe. The when they eat the bad food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a diarrhea. Fun. That's probably. Pooping oh, makes me oh laugh. Oh my god, dude! That scene. <laughs> Pooping makes me laugh. I don't want to ruin that scene because the joke just Maya that Rudolph joke just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. My Rudolph is amazing. It is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's funny. So, so here's, here's the first question: a wedding dress. I feel like this question has to be asked. Yeah. Why does it have to be described as the girl version of anything? Yeah. Well, because right. we live Good in a sexist Scott. society, Scott. Because it's going to be surprising <laughs> that there's a funny movie with girls in it, so they have to like sh- they have to take into account that you're going to be surprised that there's funny women. Which is actually kind of surprising. Well, I think, well maybe I they're trying to draw in guys. I don't think it, yeah, I don't think that, that the issue is that they had to say girl version. I think they had to say hangover. And there's no yeah. way to say hangover without saying... Because what they were trying to get was like, this is not a chick flick. And it's right. not. It's really not at the end of the day. Right. It's, like, it's just a, it's like a, it's it's just like a, a funny movie. good movie that's but the, funny. the hangover for me was like your life aquatic. Like, there sure, was, well, yeah. You know? But I'm saying that that hangover also made like 190 million dollars or something insane. Right, so, right. Like they they needed to get that like, hey, this is not this is not a, a wrong the notebook. Wrong. You know, yeah. like come right. fucking watch this movie. It's uh, fun. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's where the girl version came from. I just think unfortunately they compared it to the wrong movie because I don't. It it isn't it doesn't play out like Hangover or anything. It's still doing the buzz is really positive. It's yeah. doing really well. So maybe that's that good. marketing strategy worked. But you got to kind of. You know, without spoiling anything, Kristen Wiig is in virtually every single scene in the movie. She's awesome. She's and she was brilliant. awesome. You can like see little bits and pieces of some of her characters from SNL that kind of come out. Mm-hmm. The sequence on the plane that I was talking about. <laughs> not really giving anything away, but she gets kind of like drunk-ish. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of see like her old SNL characters kind of flowing yeah. through her. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, the bridesmaids themselves, um, I didn't recognize Megan, half uh, of them. What's her name? Megan... The, the main girl? No, the no Rose Byrne's the main one. Um, Rose Byrne's the other bride of honor, maid of honor. She's from Damages. Are you talking about the uh, the heavier girl? Yeah, I heard she's. she's I've been reading everybody like, saying how awesome she is. She's great. She's great. She was in Gilmore Girls. She's in Molly, right? Isn't she was she? in Gilmore Girls. Samantha Who. She's funny. Like she's, she's more really of a comedy actress. She's, she's in Samantha Who. Yeah, that's where I knew her from. And Gilmore Girls from years ago. No, Melissa watched watched that show endlessly, and I knew I knew the girl from somewhere. I couldn't figure out where. She's funny on Samantha Who too. She's more of a like they put her in drama, but she's like. More of a Melissa read an article in EW and was telling me that she made that character. Like they yeah. they had that written a certain way, yeah. and she came in and just like over the top yeah, it and just hilarious. like did this like ridiculous yeah, version this, of like, that. This, yeah, and she, she said she actually walked out of the rehearsal or whatever, going like, "Oh, there's no way I got it. Like I way overdid it. I shouldn't have done yeah. it that hard." And then they were like, they called her back. They're like, "That was the best. You got to come back and do that again." Yeah. And then she came back it was and made pretty that. Extreme. Like she acts like. How I would picture Large Marge from Pee Wee's Adventure <laughs> Hour um, throughout the entire film, but she's not a lesbian. She's just a very empowered woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me ask you a serious question now. Yeah. Like lately, like some of these comedy movies have this like suffer from this thing where like they start out really strong and really funny, and then it kind of gets like real in the middle and kind of hits this lull and then never recovers from the lull. Oh. Like the, the serious thing. Happens. So did you did yeah. you see Superbad? Yes. Did you like Superbad? Yeah. 
So you know how Superbad is like all gross out humor, and then it like turns into like this weird awkward friend story. That right, but that was still funny. Like I feel like that was still funny followed, towards the end. To me, I don't know about you, Ash. It, t- it followed that kind of arc. It but, gets yeah. serious. It does get. It gets it like very serious. But you know, a movie like uh, let's say old school like starts out funny and then just kind of like tapers off. Keeps being. But funny. see, I don't think it, old school. I don't think tries to get serious. I think it just can't maintain the level of funny that's going on. Well, maybe, like... It's hard I to be felt, I kind of felt that way about Knocked Up, you know? See, yeah, I, I would compare it to Knocked Up, too. I mean, it's that kind of... It, Judd Apatow feels like... It, it feels like he was all over this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. But written by Chris... Like, you can tell it's written by women. The yeah, jokes... Was, some of the jokes... So I went and saw it today with Melissa at matinee, and it was, I think, two guys in the theater huh. with probably about 40 women who... Like certain the the sex stuff, I have never heard women laughing so hard in my life. It opens with a raunchy. It opens sex with scene. a raunchy sex scene. But you were still satisfied overall with like you never felt like one part of the movie like it, it was like made it through to the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought it, it was it was just it was a good movie. Written really yeah, well. oh, okay. it was, I thought it was just a totally well done. I would never you know steer anyone away from it. It's it's one of those movies that I feel like you know, is obviously probably not going to be up for any kind of awards or anything like that because mm-hmm. it is a comedy. Mm-hmm. But it is it is so well done to me. But it's going to have an extended unrated edition cut? At some unrated. Point. Yeah. <laughs> it might. There, there was an interview with Judd Apatow, too, where he said that he was the one trying to pull jokes back. <laughs> like, trying oh, really? to be like... That's yeah, he awesome. said he said they were writing stuff where he was like, oh, maybe we should, like, pull that in a little. And they were like, no, fuck it, we're doing this. Like, he said Kristen Wiig and, and uh, Molo... Right, Mamolo yeah. kept Mamolo. kept wanting to push it further. Just kept going like, no, 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 we can do. Oh, we can do this here. We can totally push it to this level. And like, he kept going like, no, 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 no that's kind of gross. They worked with a really good director too. Who I think has done a lot of good TV stuff. If I there was one, I'm not Paul Feig. Feig. There was yeah. one joke. Paul Feig, yeah, he did. He directed a He directed yeah. some Arrested Development. He did Walk Hard. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I'm looking at his actor. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> he did knocked up in Freaks and Geeks. Um, yeah, there you go. That's what I'm trying to think of. Freaks and Geeks. That's right. I'm sorry. There was one joke where Christina actually looked at me while we were watching it and just went so gross um, the one, the blonde bridesmaid was talking about how she has all teenage sons oh, and she's, she's like and she's like she's like you don't know what you know what it's like they're animals she's like there's semen all over everything she goes they cracked they cracked a blanket in half no she said I had to crack a blanket open <laughs> and I was like oh, oh, God, uh, oh the jokes are uh, yeah, they're raunchy but yeah. it's really good but it's really good and, and written just phenomenally well like, yeah Person Wig is awesome. Yeah. So definitely go see it. Yeah, definitely. Like, the buzz and the hype is completely worth it. Like, the mm-hmm. movie is movie is. Right. Her starring, Kristen Wiig starring in it and writing in it was sell, like a selling point enough for me. She's awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I like her. I was, just, I was worried that they were going to, like, you know, like, force her into writing kind of a shitty movie, kind of like what Scott's talking about. Right, right. With it hitting a wall and then never coming back and whatever. Yeah, like, but, my non-serious question was going to be, is it better than Baby Mama? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've never seen Baby Mama. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. It's, it's better than Baby Mama. Baby Mama's like okay. It's an okay that's TV the, movie. If, you, if they played Baby Mama on USA one afternoon and you were flipping through, <laughs> just watch it. Right? Characters, his characters are welcome there. Oh. Yeah, welcome like it's, characters. It's, I hate it's shows with characters. It is it is a more solid movie than that. Yeah, it's like sometimes you go to see a comedy and you're like, this is a Comedy Central movie. Yeah. Well, that yeah. movie it was like Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. I was like, like this, this can't go wrong, right. you know. And then it did. So I saw, see, I caught that on TV actually. We I think we. 
if he needed or something. It was all right. I wouldn't have been happy paying, you know, for two two tickets. To Remember that one scene where Amy Poehler did something gross? She pooped in the sink. Well, pick <laughs> sure. A, pick a scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, she was just peeing. No, maybe she peed. Number one, not a number two. <laughs> Somebody poops in the sink and surprise me. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Pooping in sinks happens. Um, yeah. yeah, so go see it. It's good. So also <laughs> in the movie list, uh, Ash and I again. Thor! <laughs> Thor. Ash saw it a long time ago. I finally saw it Friday night. God of Thunder. Um, <laughs> you are the bigger Thor fan, so... Well, my, my my origins with Thor are kind of funny. Back back when I first started reading reading comics, did you just refer to your origins? <laughs> my origins, my origins <laughs> with Thor. Yeah, no. When I first started reading comics, uh, it was right when the Mutant Massacre Massacre came out, which was like X Men two ten, Chris Claremont, long long uh, ago. Yeah. And um, there was a tie in with Thor, where Thor um, he fights the same people that did the Mutant Massacre, the Marauders, and he actually gets his arm shattered like all the bones in his arm get broken and um it was the first time like i had ever really looked at the character like and enjoyed the character and then i read thor for a couple hundred issues after that so i was into thor when i was like nine ten years old um one of those characters that you'd never think they would ever make a fucking movie about at all like right. we talked about this the other week like it's really weird that like as a little kid you like i still have the issues i'll have to bring them in um you kind of daydream about, you know, them making movies about your favorite comic book heroes when you're eight, nine years old, and then then all of a sudden, pretty much all of them are getting movies. All of a sudden, even like these horrible B players, like Daredevil and crap, are getting movies. Oh, yeah. And um, so there's a Thor movie, and um, even if it was terrible, I'd probably enjoy it a little bit. But I didn't think it was terrible. I actually like. I never. I was never a big Thor fan. That's what I'm saying. Well, I actually know the source um, material better than I do. They they bring in a lot of characters from like. The Thor universe from Asgard. So they bring in like Hemdale, who's the guardian of the Rainbow Bridge, and they bring in his dad Odin, and they bring in the Warriors Three and Sif, and those are all characters. From so the I mean, books. did the comic book did that take place in modern times? Like, I don't really know too much about no, Thor, but you it's can like, almost think of like um, Thor Thor's homeworld as like another dimension, mm-hmm. and there, it's it's really difficult to get from Earth, which is considered Midgard, to Asgard, which is like the the world of the gods. So you have to like have a, a way to transport. And there. do they articulate all of this like in the movie? Yeah, they like, do actually. Oh, okay, they do yeah. It, it, okay, so I went in expecting Daredevil or Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. and was completely blown away. I walked out. I, was, I thought well, it was awesome. Before you saw oh, the movie, you said Rotten Tomatoes. It was like eighty-seven. 87. Yeah. yeah, but I still didn't believe it. I was yeah. like, "There's no way yeah. I'm going to go to this movie and it's going to be trash." And I'm going to walk out going like, "Well, it was a movie, you know." Like, <laughs> and I walked out and I was like, "That movie was fucking really so, good." What? Yeah, what made reading. this movie was it a good movie or was it a good comic book movie it, okay. or, or both I think and I don't know if you think this but I think that Kenneth Branagh made the difference here because the acting in this movie is really good yeah okay. that's I 100% agree with you and that's really what I was going to say too like if you look at uh, I'm going to skip Chris Helmsworth because we'll talk about him at length in a minute but Natalie Portman Tom Hiddleston Anthony Hopkins Stellan Starsgard. Cat Dennings, all really good actors, mm. but in the hands of an incapable director, probably wouldn't have done as well. But okay. Kenneth Branagh is like Mr. Actor, and so he dragged awesome performances out of yeah. these characters 
or out of these actors, and they did just amazing on screen. And like half the like, this isn't an action movie. No, there's only like oh, two big action see. sequences probably. And, but the and they're movie. good. They're that shot right, really that's well. That's the right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Ryan laughed when you were describing the world of, like, Asgard. No, just the Rainbow Ridge. Like, Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, it sounds ridiculous, and then, like, and it could have been. It could have very easily been ridiculous. But then when you have these, the acting that happens around it, and, like, the, the good story, and, like, all of that coming around it, made it, like, you... Because also the other thing to say is that probably about seventy percent of the movie is in Asgard. Like, yeah, Earth is oh, not really. Yeah, Earth oh. is only about thirty. To That's 40% not the impression you get from the trailers. Not at all. And I feel like it's because what we said originally, which is out of context, when you just see shots of Asgard, it looks stupid. It looks corny. Mm. It looks corny. And then in the movie, you're just like you're not paying attention to it. It's just like you're like, oh yeah, it's Asgard. Like, solid performances can can you know clinch that and getting you to buy something ridiculous going on and like. Like Natalie Portman's a really good example of good director versus bad director where I don't think she's a good actress at all, but I loved her in V for Vendetta. I thought she nailed the performance. See, but I, think she, I actually think she's a good actress, but then if you put her in Star Wars I think she episode can, two, it's like, you're like what who happened? am I watching right now? Like, what happened right. But see, that's how I see her most of the time. I see her as really flat. But when right. she's paired with a good director, somebody that can pull a good performance from her, I think that can make like, the difference. The movie is just, it's like fantastical, and it's it's just fun from like beginning it's what Iron Man was when you first saw Iron Man and you walked out and you were just like that was just fucking fun like what what I was thinking about when I left the theater was what Marvel has kind of done direction wise versus what DC has done direction wise which is possibly why Green Lantern feels so weirdly out of place is that DC has gone the dark and gritty they did Superman Returns they're doing these Batman movies that are all like Super and it's Nolan, I get it, but they're all super dark, mm-hmm. super gritty, and it works for those kind of settings. Well, maybe not super you, turns, but it works for those settings. Marvel's going like, we're a fucking comic about ridiculous things. Like, let's make fun action movies that are just over the top and ridiculous. Yeah, and it works like mm-hmm. over and over and over again. These movies are just a blast. Is yeah, DC? Do you know? I have no idea. Is DC as involved in the production now as Marvel is with their new properties? Because I know Marvel really got hands on with with a, this run that's leading up to the Avengers. I have a feeling Green Lantern is very DC heavy. It looks like it. Cause and it I have a feeling that Nolan probably directs ninety percent of what happens in Batman. Because I know, like, you can see there's it's obvious like where Marvel was going with these. You know, as soon no, as yeah. Iron Man one, it's like let's all build up to the Avengers. And they've yeah. been really quality control and all their stuff. And I think they've come out with everything that's been, been pretty good. I just don't know if everything, DC... Everything eventually... I don't know if DC is just like, sure, use our properties. Or if DC's like, so. let me, you know... I think everything Avenger-related... You also have to look at DC as Universal and Marvel up until very recently. was just Right, Marvel. right. And, it, and also Marvel finally just started producing their own right. movies with this run. But yeah. I mean, I think everything Avengers-related that we've seen come out, even Iron Man 2, for, for its flaws, has been just fun, awesome movies, mm-hmm, and yeah. this falls easily in that. There's thing. also some cool, um, the big question a lot of people had is, how are they going to take this world of mythology and magic and blend it with, like, Tony Stark super technology? Because yes. yeah. it works on paper, but, like, how is it going to work on the screen, and how are people that don't read the comics going to know what the fuck's going on? And they did a brilliant job, and, and what they pretty much said, and it's not a spoiler, they said that, you know, back in the time of the Vikings... <clears throat> Um, there was a link between these two dimensions and um, the the gods, Thor and Odin and, and Loki would come to Earth and the Vikings saw them and 
started to emulate them and use them as their gods, and then right. they returned back to to Asgard and never came back. But then the Vikings, you know, worshipped them as gods, almost like you know worshiping the aliens. Yeah. And so um, they've always kind of existed, just in this other dimension. And they actually use like super high tech technology um, to to kind of traverse the two dimensions. So it's like what we see as magic is their tech, and that's what they were saying. Uh, it was like, yeah, science or magic is only magic until it becomes science. Mm-hmm. Like until we figure it out, it's it's magic, and then it's like, oh, now we know what it is. It's just science. Mm-hmm. Like. It, it it was really well done. That, that was my fear as soon as I thought saw Thor was coming out. Was that like Iron Man? And we've said it before, but it's not like it's believable. But yeah. as realistic as Iron Man feels while you're watching, you're like okay, somebody could do this with all this tech and all these you know mm-hmm. know how. How is the Iron Man universe going to play nice in an Avengers movie with <coughs> space fighting right. ghosts? Mm-hmm. And, and it worked. And there's also a ton, a ton of callouts. To uh, Iron Man, to the Avengers, Hawkeye. to Hawkeye's in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke Cage is in the movie. Is he? I, I, I swear to God, that gigantic black guy. Oh, it might have been Luke. I think it's Luke. Yeah, because be. he calls him special. He's he's like all these other guards are fighting. Like to, I mean, this isn't again, yeah. not a spoiler. It's pretty early on. Like Thor doesn't have his hammer. Essentially, he's going to go get it, but he's just human at that point. So he's going to get his hammer and. Um, he fights all these guards, and he's just, like, literally one by one, just, like, brutalizing them, taking them out. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, like, he's, he's, he's about to get to the hammer, and, like, uh, what's his name, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, who's in all these movies. I forget his name. Yeah. Um, he's, like, Colton. he calls Hawkeye first, and Hawkeye's, like, sitting up stairs. He's not Hawkeye. He's, uh, what his real name is. I forget what it is. And he's, like, he's got the arrow trained on Thor, and he's just, like, waiting. He's, like, just give me the call. He's, like, hold on. Let me try one more thing. And he calls another guy. And then this, like, hulking black guy shows up and starts kicking his ass, kicking Thor's ass. And mm. I was, like, watching it, and I'm like, that's got to be Cage. It's got to be. Could be. I think it is. I have a feeling that that was a, that was a little, like, wink and nod at that Cage. Because he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the thing is, I think Marvel is trying really hard to blend their universe together. And it kind of pisses me off that Edward Norton's not going to be in it. Even though, like, oh, he was yeah. supposedly it's a Ruffalo, though, right? I think Ruffalo will do a great job. Yeah, yeah Mark Ruffalo, I think, will be fine. No, I, I do too. But that I hate when they change actors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like it kind of spoils that illusion. Well, but I understand why. The, this is the third Hulk, though. And, yeah, I mean, it was Eric Bana, mm-hmm. then Ed Norton, and now Mark Ruffalo. Like yeah. that character has been the one that has changed over and over again. I and then also, um, there's a reference in the movie. I, I was trying to figure out who they were referencing. Where he talks about, oh, I'll talk to my scientist friend who's into gamma radiation. Yeah, it's guy and it's, it's not Banner. Because he said not Banner. They, like, he says not oh, his name. Okay. It's uh, Pym, who's the other the doctor. The other doctor in, oh, in Hulk, right? Ant-Man. Yeah, who in, turns into... Because, um, yeah, I read... Hank Pym's Ant-Man. Ant-Man, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, okay, never mind. I thought you were talking about the, the other doctor No, in no, no, he's Hulk. another Avenger. Okay. And, and like that, that's the thing, is, like, I feel like they're doing this really good job of just making this massive universe of characters and being like, oh, here's a little shot of this one. Hmm. It makes me want in. an Ant-Man movie. Honestly, like, I was like, yeah. I would totally fucking watch it. If they keep, well, if he's writing, writing, he's writing it if they keep pulling off this kind of, like, quality and, like, yeah. fun Suspension and, yeah, and fun and just, like, a blast of a movie, I will watch movies. every comic book movie they put out. Well, you said, well, I mean, you said it's not an action movie, but you said it was fun, so what... What makes the movie fun if it's not action? Well, I mean, there are some, there's like, there's a one, action. like, oh, okay. 
uh, I, I would say there's probably two really big action set pieces, like big, like right. giant comic yeah. book fights. Like yeah. one is in in Asgard, and it's Thor, and all his he's got like a, a great like band of heroes that he, he fights with in Asgard. Were they all all four of those are from? They're the all yeah. Okay. All, the Warriors Three were awesome. They would like because they're called the Warriors Three. But there's Sif. And it's Sif. Yeah, okay, Sif. so Sif is the add-on. Sort of like his Asgard right. love interest. Yeah. And I learned that those were the only four things that Kirby and Stanley made up. Oh, really? Yeah, like all the other stuff comes straight out of out of lore. And then they made those four characters the Warriors to be, yeah, to be part cool. of the story. Yeah. Um, but there's one scene where he fights against these frost giants. And it's just like... You can't imagine him fighting on Earth because he would just blow oh, the fucking oh, pants. Awesome. Like he is, yeah. like he is Thor, like Thor power. Sure, like, just like you know, okay, giants sure. are running at him. And he's killing thirty giants at a time. You're like, okay, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but um, and Loki's but, phenomenal too. Yeah, he's great. yeah, right. He's supposed to be awesome. He's, he's really gonna be Loki's gonna be. It's not a spoiler. It's open. Like he's gonna be the bad guy in Avengers. That's. Well, I mean, that's kind of a spoiler. <laughs> no, but, but, but like they're, they're open. Like he's talking about it in interviews. Yeah, so. but if you went into the, the weird thing about spoilers with these Marvel movies is if you go into the movies with no previous comic book knowledge, mm-hmm. everything is a spoiler. Mm-hmm. If you go into them with previous comic book knowledge, well, really he's, nothing's he's, a spoiler. He's talking about this in pre-movie interviews, so I. I know it's just Loki. So, okay, spoiler alert. Like the movie doesn't play Loki as a bad character. Though. He's you kind of actually brother. feel a little bad for Loki. Yeah. Like you learn his backstory. Like yeah. it's him from a kid. Is, is, is Jim Carrey find his mask? <laughs> Didn't you say that a couple podcasts ago? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not that smart. I probably read that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, man, I think you mentioned Jim Carrey. I just hope someone finds a mask. Maybe you so probably anyway, read that in the same place I did. Oh yeah, gotta give a shout out to Kat Dennings because she was fucking hilarious. In this she was really good. Yeah. She's good. And kind of just a B player, like she's yeah, like, she's like the comic relief. She played uh, Natalie Portman's personal assistant. You know what I mean? Like got her costume. I know what you mean. I was just hanging it on. Got her, got her her newspapers, her coffee. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, she read a razor. Thor completely, uh, I think. Completely deserves the eighty whatever percent it's getting on Rotten yes, Tomatoes. Indeed. Absolutely I'm fun that's, movie. That's convinced me to want to go see. Like, I'm definitely shocked. I was not on board with this movie yeah. at all, and it was awesome. Me neither. It was a ton it's of. It's always fun. refreshing to see a good comic book movie. You know. Yeah. I, are you being serious? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> sure like once once this thing kind of started of like oh people go see comic book movies like well because like pumping them out Ghost Rider yeah. got pumped out and right. you know Daredevil and Elektra and all those guys like and that's another two series that could have been awesome and they ended up getting horribly done yeah. but um, can I just say you can edit this out uh, the Rainbow <laughs> Rainbow Bridge to Asgard. <laughs> oh, <God. sighs> I don't even have anything around that. <laughs> So out of the movies and into video games, we have two games that came out this week, or Brink came out last week, Yeah, and L.A. Noir came out this week. Uh, first one we're going to talk about is Brink. Uh, I got to play it for a very short amount at PAX. Well, not short, we actually played it for like an hour, but um, the question I would have right off the bat is, was that the final version? The version we played at PAX was the PS3. Yes. Um... In as much as I love Xbox, I, I think that version that we played was better than the version that I ended up getting. Really? Um, I don't think Graphically they Graphically, or...? Uh, no, just in terms of uh, 
how fluid the animation was, yeah. and um, just the overall gameplay felt a little bit more um, refined on the, the PS3 version. But um, I mean, I'm not going to get too much into it. Just the, the short version of the review is that it's a it was a big disappointment for me because really? I was looking for another Team Fortress. Mm-hmm. I was looking for you know I love class based shooters. Um, out of everybody that does the podcast, I probably I would say I like the shooters the most mm-hmm. out of all of us. Um, and I loved Team Fortress Two, but I didn't feel like it was a deep enough experience. Like I wanted more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the ability to like like a modern warfare, be able to customize your kits and be able to like, okay, I want this gun with this type of you grenade. Like, kind of like oh, almost like skill trees for an MMO. Oh, okay. That, they do that with, with a lot of shooters now. And so you I was can gonna actually, say Battlefield is always been like class based, and recently they've given you the option to sort of customize your kit, but it's not really like something that you go down skill trees in. Yeah, you just yeah. kind of do well, it. Yeah. yeah, so even like that would have been fine. Um, so Brink has that, and Brink has four classes. Um, Tons of character modifications yeah. too, right? Uh, really unlimited. Yeah. Like you can, you can customize. Like you know, that was the only thing I was disappointed about when we did it at PAX. I was like, she was like, okay, so go ahead and make your character, and I'm and I'm like, I've never even seen this game yeah. before, so I'm like, uh, okay, so she's like, yeah, it's good enough, let's move on. And I was like, I didn't even change. She's like, yeah, you're just gone. And I'm like, she's like, you can change your class once you get inside. And I'm like, I don't. What am I? Yeah. <laughs> what did I just do? But like, how so. many of the modifications actually have any impact on the game? Um, the, the visual modifications, none of them do. Right. Like, I mean, you can change everything from like your character's skin pigmentation to like hairstyle. To like how much stubble you have on your face, <laughs> and then like a thousand different hats and goggles and all sorts of crap like that. Sure. Um, and then all the guns you can you can unlock through gameplay. You know you can unlock different scopes and different like magazines with duct tape on them, and and like different types of muzzles for different muzzle flash sizes. So the level of customizations fucking amazing. So in ter- but in terms of functionality for like that's the problem. Class. That's exactly the problem. All of that customization. The gameplay is exactly the same no matter what the hell you do. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's probably about 40 different guns, and I'm just kind of guessing there, yeah. but they all feel exactly the same. Like, I did all these challenges and unlocked the, the Vulcan mm-hmm. from um, from Predator, you know, Jesse Ventura's gun, and I'm like, oh, like, you know, I'm unstoppable. I have the yeah. fucking Vulcan. So I'm walking around all slow with the Vulcan. You know, it, like and like I said in the review, it's like you're shooting a million BBs at someone. Like, you're hitting someone in the forehead with a Vulcan, <laughs> yeah. and they're just, like, kind of running around. And yeah. it's just, um, Would you say that there was, like, 40 guns total, or, like, 10, 40 per class, or... Well, that's another thing can, that's like, a little strange. Can, like, different classes pick up the same guns, or...? Yes. Well, okay, if you're a light class, you can only use, like, light category weapons. Oh, okay. And then, like, medium, you can use up to medium category weapons, and heavies, you can use up to large. But then, for each class, you can, like, let's say you wanted to be a... Um, a heavy engineer, you could be a heavy engineer, but you could be a light engineer as well. So you get to choose your body build, mm-hmm. and then you can build, take your guns. What's the benefit to being light? You're faster? You're faster. You're different um, armor or you're, something? Well, no. But, you, you do have more health if you're heavy, but if, you, if you're if you faster, you can you can parkour better because there are oh, the parkour elements. See, yeah. it, sound like, yeah. it sounds like fucking great. Like, yeah. This is amazing. Everything is in, in, yeah. in the short playthrough was... Yeah, fun. It like, was fun. We walked away um, and like, that's pretty awesome. Like, Here's where the major problems are with the game. First of all, the guns, like we said, we feel of guns. The guns yeah. feel like shit. That's that's number one. They don't feel right. Um, number two, the, the online netcode is broken. I feel like in this Yeah, game, so what happened with Xbox? So PlayStation, it didn't matter because you couldn't it get was online. Down, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> Xbox, 
on launch day, you get the game, you put it in, you're like, all right, well, I'm going to play the campaign. You play the campaign, you're like, oh, okay. It's kind of short, right? Not, well, it depends. There um, is a single player component? Yeah, yeah. There is a single yeah, player yeah. component, but it's sort of a, like, uh, haha, we got you single player component, because it is, all the single player component is, is the multiplayer game with bots. See, that's a problem. Oh, yes. wow, a, they did not allude really to that at all. Now, see, this is where they tried to trick you. <laughs> there are cutscenes in between each level of the multiplayer. So oh, there's like, game. let's say there's eight, oh, there's eight total maps. Uh-huh. There's eight total maps. To do the full campaign, you play the maps from both sides, like the resistance okay. and the security. And there's cutscenes for each faction. But all it is is just bots. So you're playing the, the multiplayer like, game with bots. And the, the thing that made me want to literally kill myself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> literally? Yeah. Like, I, I was. I put. Literally, I, you had a gun. I. It. Rarely do I put my controller down and walk away. You're talking about rage quitting. Yeah, yeah, I rage quit about ten times playing this game. Wow, the AI is horrid. So each yeah, uh, mission is is objective based. So an objective would be, and it's really cool. It's like break into this safe, steal the schematics from the safe, carry it up three flights of you know this level, and get it onto the train before the timer goes off. Mm-hmm. And you're like, shit, that's. Pretty sound, cool. Everything you've said yeah. about this game it sounds, sounds awesome. Like, <laughs> all these objectives, you have to like blow this gate, like build a stairwell. It sounds like you're like Ocean's Eleven, four yeah. different types of guys it's, like running it in. It sounds awesome. So yeah. you play with the bots, right? <laughs> and like you get the safe open. The bots grab the fucking blueprints and just start running headlong into the enemy. <laughs> and so, so you're, you're running to catch up with them. They drop the blueprints. The enemies tag the blueprints. The blueprints go back to the safe. Then you try uh, you try and beat the bots back to the safe so you can finish the mission. Yeah. The bots get there before you because they're fast, and then they just keep dying, and it's just a never-ending cycle of pain. Over explains a lot yeah. because remember, I think my oh. biggest complaint with the game was when the AI got involved and they had to escort a guy through the level, and it was like we just basically or you were against me. That's right. My mm-hmm. team just built like essentially an unstoppable wall of force in this <laughs> one room that the guy had to go through. Yeah. Uh, and they just kept the guy just kept running and then just dying and we just sat there for ten minutes killing them over and over again. Yeah. And every time the guy stood back up, I just shot him and he fell back down again. Because he didn't respawn, he just like fell down on the ground. Yeah. So it was like I just sat there and just weird as like, this is ridiculous. Like they couldn't move, they couldn't get through that part. And I remember leaving going like the only thing that's weird is the AI was really kinda dumb, uh, but maybe it was just that level, like that yeah. escort thing. And it's not so when they are incredibly dumb, but it's also that they have that old school AI, like the old golden eye AI, where like the enemy can like sense your presence oh, and right, the yeah, fucking yeah. force. <laughs> and so like you round a corner like all sneaking and just like instantly turns and shoots you in the head. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I just got shot like in like honestly you would just die over and over again. No matter how good you were, it was just like instant death. Because you're facing thirty AI guys, you know, and they're all just shooting right. me. So that was a big problem. So I'm like, okay, well if the AI is the major hangout... Right, let's give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to go try it online right. and play against humans. <laughs> you get online, and it's like a slideshow. <laughs> like you, 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 It's like a slideshow. You get in, you're like, er, you walk like two steps, and then like everyone else is just kind of standing around. There's like a guy spinning in place. <laughs> like You shoot your gun, it's like, G-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g. I'm like, what is happening here? Like I'm like, is my internet screwed up right yeah. now? I'll reset my router check everything, I put it in a different game, you know, and I'm like, no, this game plays silky smooth, and I'm like, it's Brink's netcode, it was just broken. I, so. I feel like in this day and age of gaming, that having 
broken multiplayer even on day one is is kind of inexcusable at this yeah. point. You know? No, I agree. It's like, and the thing is, they they put it out a week early because so, of because of L.A. Noir, of course, uh, and um. And then within that week, they patched the multiplayer and made it playable. So I was sure. able to play all the maps online because I'm a masochist and wanted to sure. torture well, myself. You, you, you already bought the yeah, game. Yeah, I bought the game. Yeah. So it was like I, you know, I wanted to try and get my money's worth and at least play through the campaign. That's disappointing because it, it definitely was... It, like I think I said after the PAX review that we did that it wasn't a game that I was going to run out and buy right away, but it was a game that was like, this is a fun game. Like, if, if it was 30, 40 bucks, I'd probably pick it up and play it, but now it's like... So yeah. all this aside... But I was also interested in the single player, like, very heavily. Because yeah. they, I'm telling you, when they talked to us about it, yeah. it was like, no, it's a full-fledged campaign and yeah. all your experience carries over. And like, and I was like, this is amazing! And yeah. now I'm like, Sound oh, great. it's they not totally at all. sold me on it. Yeah. So now that you can play multiplayer, yes. how is that with actual people on your team? Um... It makes all the other flaws stand out. Um, the, the main flaws <laughs> being the guns. Like the guns just not feeling... Yeah, anything. like, it, you know, it's it's definitely enjoyable. Like, I, I with other people, I didn't hate it. Right. Um, I had an okay time. I played through literally, like, all the maps just to try them out. Right. Um, you know, there are obviously, like, some major, major flaws. Like, for instance, the engineers can build these Gatling turrets, and the cooldown for building these turrets is, like... 15 seconds um, and they, they are literally a Gatling gun yeah <laughs> um, so like if you have everyone everyone can choose an engineer if they want so the other whole team can have just Gatling all of Gatling turrets oh they can build them anywhere anywhere oh okay so yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and on top of having Gatling turrets they can build landmines so it's like if you're trying to fortify an area and the enemy team's like, hey, let's all build turrets. It's yeah. just like wall turrets. There's no yeah. way to get so, to it. But I mean, if they did that and then you did a wall of... Or you did a wall. You did a group of the um, spy mm-hmm. ones that can detect landmines and kind of like... Would that, yeah. Does it balance it? Or does it just kind of like at that point it's like doesn't matter. They've, they figured out a loophole and can just brutalize you. Very little communication, actually, right. on, on the teams. That was what I was... I mean, you were playing online with other people, but it wasn't like, you know, one guy would have his headset in. Um, right. I could see, like, like if all of us had the game and we all actually played a few matches, it could actually be pretty fun. Like, if you could get over, like, the controls being a little weird right. and the guns feeling a little I weird. I mean, when we played at PAX, essentially my team was four single players. Yeah. Like, Nobody was talking on the, We had. Sure. I don't think my headset was even working. I don't even know. So it was like like no one was talking. You were just kind of running through and playing. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but here's the problem: is that there's a lot of shooters. There aren't as many like four player team shooters, but there are other four player team shooters like Left for Dead and Team Fortress and yeah. uh, like Borderlands. Oh, yeah. Borderlands! Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> so one like, day. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm saying like. In this climate, right. it would be hard for a game like Brink to compete, given its like relative. Yeah, I didn't. Products. I hadn't actually even heard about the game until the slew of horrible reviews started pouring. <laughs> like I hadn't. I hadn't heard anything about it. I'm, I like if you guys brought it up from PAX, I'm like either didn't know what it was or skipped over it or whatever. And yeah. just I didn't know what it was until just everybody was like, "This game." I really unfinished. like conceptually. It sounded awesome. The artwork was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like the gameplay at PAX was fun. Um, but again, you play so little at PAX, it's easy to hide big flaws. Like, you know, we would never have known that putting four engineers on a team and just layering Gatling guns in an area, like, we might have done that, but it wouldn't have seemed broken. It would have just seemed like we didn't know what we were doing yet, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, but I'm really, I think that single player thing pumps me out, man. They, uh, they had literally out. sold me on that game based on the fact 
that there was a full-fledged single-player campaign to go through. Any, yeah. Anything with bots is never... It's never going to work as well as... No, AI not. is fucking horrible still. Mm-hmm. That so, just made me think of when you were describing that, it made me think of Unreal. Like the Unreal, Unreal the original, the old-school Unreal, like how the single-player was the multiplayer with Yeah, bots. when the bot kept stealing those plans and like running... You just want to kill the bot. Christina was sitting on the other couch... And I just had like a total tantrum. I was like, "This is fucking ridiculous!" Put <laughs> like, my controller down and like stormed out of the room. And she's like, "Why are you even playing that?" I'm like, "I paid sixty because I have to." Damn it! I'm, like, I'm gonna get my body's worth. Fuck you! <laughs> Begrudgingly play the whole game yeah. for like ten hours so you can get your sixty dollars. That sucks about not being able to fucking return games. Mm-hmm. Like I hate that piracy has ruined like returning games for us. Yeah. Like if you play a game for three hours and it clearly blows. Yeah. But then one week later everything became so much better. So... Are you yeah. ready for this? We'll, we'll, we'll call this uh, Matt asks a bunch of questions yeah. about Alien uh, Noir. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the only one in the room who hasn't played Alien Noir at all. Uh, this will be a spoiler-free review. Yeah, I mean, I don't I think, think I've got it. You guys are far enough no. to, to spoil yeah. anything, really. It's about so. a cop. Yeah. <laughs> Plug your Is ears. in L.A.? It takes place in LA. <laughs> is that Louisiana or Los Angeles? I was Louisiana. Okay. <laughs> in the um, 1940s. In the 1940s. <laughs> in racist. the 2000s. Very racist and <laughs> just a swamp, yeah. essentially. You're a cop investigating <laughs> after Katrina. <laughs> so, um, so, L.A. Noir from Rockstar wow. came out this week. Uh, everyone I know is playing it, literally, I think, with the exception of me. <laughs> I think Melissa bought a copy somewhere. In the uh, <laughs> she's, in, she's in the closet right now. Um, but uh, uh, I have not, I've honestly avoided the reviews because I wanted to be kind of green in this one, so I didn't know too much about it. Um, so I really do, basically all I know is that you're a cop investigating something in L.A., and I know a little bit that you've talked to me about online, and that's about it. The reviews have all been, if any of the any of the reviews that I've read have been pretty spot on without really killing anything for you. Right. Like, I don't know. Well, it's not that, I just, I just wanted to be able to ask questions here so you yeah. guys could tell me. I don't really know. I have really a full, like, Friday night, joystick. I, I, had a, I had a half day at work on Friday, and I came home and I played it for 12 hours straight. And just realized we were going to be doing the podcast, so I just started taking notes. I mean, I mean, any game that you can sit and play for twelve hours straight is obviously oh, angrily, angrily play for twelve hours straight. It doesn't matter because, like, you know, I got angry playing. There's other games I've gotten angry playing, but they're still phenomenal games. I'm just, you know, I've been reading in a lot of reviews, and it's very spot on that there's parts of this game that aren't (laughs) fun. And it's a game, <laughs> and they're really not fun, but it's really interesting. Really? And you really? Oh yeah, I'd say. Here's, here's what's here's what's awesome about this. I'm about to get four completely different reviews out of four completely different <laughs> gamers, and it's going to be hilarious to me. So, before we get into chaos and everybody talking, let's just one at a time, maybe thirty second. I can't How do you it. feel? I about can't do it in thirty seconds. We'll get to talk more. We'll get to talk more. Thirty seconds. Start with him then. Thirty seconds about how you feel about the Google game. All right, everybody, good. Ryan, just, uh, I like a two two sentence review. No, no, just like just, just, just uh, uh, straight off the bat. All this is is a dolled up old school LucasArts game, which is exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's it's Maniac Mansion, Full Throttle, The Dig. Grim Fandango with really amazing graphics and a very adult spin on it. That's all it is. It's pick up the right thing, talk to the right guy with sprinklings of action. If I remember correctly, though, you're the one who said you were missing those games. I know, no, no, no. I'm stoked. That's the point. I like, I like that kind of game. 
it's extremely linear. It's not open world like mm. Red Dead and any, Grand uh, Theft Rockstar Auto, <laughs> which which out. which I like because it's helping me track the story. You don't get lost. You can you can not do the side missions, and it doesn't. I've been doing all the side missions, but it's it's extremely linear. Uh, I, I can go on for a while right. if you want my if you want my open like my quick play this game. If you yeah. like video games, play this game. If you like the Maybe old adventure write games, an article for the site. That's what all these notes were for. Yes. <laughs> right. horrible, yeah. Ash. Um, I don't. I don't disagree with this gentleman here. Um, uh, I think the one thing that was a really big breath of fresh air for me. I don't know if I would say that it's exactly like an old like Sierra or Lucas Arts game, but um, I would say that I've never played anything really like it before. Uh, just because they, they utilize that technology to, to such a level that you actually have to be 100% engaged with the game mm-hmm. in order to do well in the game. So you're actually watching, um, paying attention to people's tone of voice, paying attention to the way people's yeah, eyes move right. around on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, you're basically focusing on like a crime scene as if you were actually this police officer at this place trying to unravel a crime. I've never done that in any game in my life, and I played a million games, so it was really cool. Amy? I kind of agree with Ash. I mean, I love the fact that it's like a problem-solving game. You have to pay attention to the details. You really have to focus on the story itself. And kind of think about all the stuff that you've seen to piece together what's going on. Like, I'll flip through the book like a couple of times just to look through and kind of think about um, how it's going to play out. So I, I love it. I think it's great. I think in, in many ways this is a Rockstar game where it's like, hey, there's a big world to explore and you can take cars and drive around and do stuff. But the reason why I bought the game is because of... It's like, huh? Because because of, uh, you know, the facial animation mm-hmm. and stuff. And like like we talked about earlier, like I watched Lie to Me a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like really this into the whole... I'm really into the, the whole like, Ekman, Paul Ekman stuff, yep. you know what I mean? And like I was just like, oh my god, this is my game. This is what I can do. I'm gonna study these faces. I'm gonna watch the eyes. And like, that's what it is. It paid off. That yeah, for me, it all paid of off. you really have TV to pay attention. Watching. Like yeah, and you'll get a totally different game. Like uh, I was talking to Jason because he's playing it too, and it's like he he goes through it and he's had a totally different experience, you know, uh-huh. in some of the cases than I have. So it's 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 really awesome. Um, okay, things. so. You know, my favorite Rockstar game to date, which is Red Dead, uh, one of the big things with that game was that the the West, the setting, was a character, essentially. Yes. Do you feel that yes. here with L.A.? Completely. Like, I love I love anything that takes place in that era. I mean, I think it's we laughed at before. It's era late LA. 40s, early 50s, it's post-World War II. Your guy comes back from World War II and becomes a cop. <laughs> I love everything. I've been laughed at for mentioning it before. I love The Rocketeer. I love Mad Men. I love L.A. Confidential. This game lifts a lot from L.A. LA Confidential, Confidential. where Rockstar always... There's always one clear influence in any... I mean, you even have an ornery old Irish commander that's giving you assignments. Like, it lifts heavily from L.A. Confidential. They also... Rockstar is really great at exploring history. Yeah. They... Um, without any spoilers, but this takes place um, after the Black Dahlia murders have happened, mm-hmm. okay. and so there's references to the Black Dahlia murders, which to this day still have never been solved. So you're kind of in this. You you know you join the homicide unit after they've already taken place, but you're like this rising star. But to answer your question, yeah, the setting is is brilliant. Um, I don't feel like because um, 
it is open world, but it's guided open world. Like right. you can drive, get out and drive and do whatever the hell you want, but there's no reason to. Right, there's nothing to do. Yeah, there, I mean, you can get out and just walk around and do. So whatever where the hell Red you want. Dead was open world, where you had just a plethora of things to do yeah. outside of the main kind of storyline. There's not as much. Of it's no, not. No, no, no. But if you affect some of the environment, that counts negatively really? against you. In you're your, supposed to be like yeah. yeah, you're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah so if you it's, like it's go the, and like run over people just because. It's yeah. the opposite of Grand Theft Auto. Where you're, it's yeah. yeah, you're the cop and you're supposed yeah. to be behaving. I would say to, to to really answer the question of like, is the environment as much of a character? Not so much in that Red Dead looked so different than everything we'd seen right. at that point, and it's less geometry. So Red Dead actually, I think, looks a little better than this game. Yeah. This game looks like Grand Theft Auto 4 with different scenery. I happen to love the scenery of the era, but it wasn't as like when we turned like when I turned on Red Dead. I've said before how like the opening thing, the first scene was just like. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, it was this new, one. breathtaking experience. This just feels like Grand Theft Auto 4 in the 40s or 50s, okay. which is awesome. They do a killer job with it. The environment is amazing, but it's not as like breathtaking sure. as yeah. a Red Dead was. Well, mm-hmm. are you playing? You're playing in a black and white. I am. Oh, I why? I love it. You do, do you know why they? You know why they invented color TVs? Because black and white TVs suck. Well, I'm wondering if the experience. <laughs> That's why is they a did that. Different. Well. In terms of the experience being different, why I don't, don't you go full force and get a 13 inch TV <laughs> no, they, with they, a manual? No, no, it's not that they just—they didn't just change the color palette. They actually changed. Um, they actually changed all the pigmentation of the characters, and everything looks. Um, well, I mean, like they, an old like a, if they literally yeah. just black and whited, the, it would yeah, be like it would look like washed out yeah. and everything. No, like because I, I was playing it in color, and I was like, "Hey, there's a black and white mode." I put it in black and white mode, and instantly I just had a different sort of vibe. It's from something it. I struggle with. I thought that was going to be because after you said do it, I did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was the same way. I was like, I didn't know. What I, I don't like. It. I struggle with it because like you, you would watch movies from that period in black and white, mm-hmm. right. but like you know, it's it's sometimes easier to think in color, even though I will admit that. Overall, the game actually looks better in black and white. Does, does it make it more? This is going to sound dumb, but does it make it more noirish, like the old noir That's films? That's kind of how I felt. I, I mean, love noir films. See, I mean, gra- graphically, I really I love the facial animation, things like that. But the world itself, it, it's not the most beautiful game. Right. Like you know, the environments are of the same era of Grand Theft Auto Four, so it's like about. Well, three years dated in terms of open world. It's on that engine, isn't it? I mean, it's, they, it looks like the same exact engine as GTA Four. Yeah, it yeah. Just it was started sense. in O two. I mean, right. this game it looks pretty much the same. I but, think uh, that the virtue, by virtue of making, doing it, playing in black and white, kind of makes it more photorealistic because it kind of, it kind of, like the things that you might like take you out of the game in color, like you don't see them in black and white. Yeah, yeah but I like I don't know. Yeah, I look at I look at that as like a. I have that on vinyl, like, like with yeah. the black and white. Just because, like, like we didn't grow up watching black and white movies. If we grew up watching black and white movies and black and white TV, this might hark us, take us back to that era. Like, I, I did black and white mode for a little bit, and I was like, "This is kind of cool." And then I was like, "Fuck it, this is stupid." I'm well, going back to color. A second that, play, I might do. At least there's an option then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, not, it's not bad. I just, I happen to like the color yeah. much better. I might go back and play it again. In black and white, but I want to see it all in full color yeah, the well, first time. Well, I mean, what I was going to say, what I struggle with that is that, like, the game looks good in black and white, but, like, as the character, like, I think and see and exist exactly. in color. Exactly. So, like, it's more of, like, enjoying the style versus, like, focusing on... It's not like the world was actually so, black and white in the 40s. That's what I struggle with. Right. So, oh. 
so <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, it really wasn't. I, I didn't know these that. pictures are all black and white. I just assumed. <laughs> uh, that was camera technology, not eyes. Uh, so, um, uh, the other thing I, I, I briefly talked to Ryan about online was that, you know, we, we kind of beat up on shooters a lot here because there are so many of them and they just kind of get pumped out without, with a little thought at this point. Sometimes, sometimes they're phenomenal, but, um, to me, I'm seeing this new kind of style rise and what I'm talking about is basically just a decision based game. You've got mm. hard rain, you've got mass effect, you've got fallout, you've got I'd say Red you know, Dead to an extent. Sure. Somewhat Red Dead felt uh, Red, a lot yeah, but Red Dead, it was it, but Red, Red Dead still had a lot of interactive elements, but I felt it going in that direction. A yeah, lot. but Red Dead like I could shoot a dude in the face right, and right, it didn't right, affect right, my right. game nine nine percent of ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Is is this? Are we seeing Rockstar dip a toe into this? And is, is this another iteration of that decisioning? I, like, I, so what I'm hearing is what everything you do affects how the game plays out from there. But it, it, I don't think it does. It really but doesn't. I've got Amy and Jason. Well, you well no, like you, I you, think you'll experience the case differently if you played through. But I, you, it still moves you it's, forward. It's 100 percent dependent on how well you do in the interrogations. That's what makes the difference. If you do well in the interrogations, you don't have to tail a guy later. If you screw up every question in the interrogation, because at the at the end of the day, you can't do anything wrong in the game. You're always going to arrest the guy that you're supposed to arrest. You can't screw yourself over. If you screw up the interrogation, you just have to tail this guy for a little bit or chase this guy. Whereas if you get the interrogations correct, you don't have to do those things. But here's the thing, what what I would add, and probably you would agree with, is that when you get the interrogations wrong, you're really pissed off. Oh, like, oh like, God. I want to know what I was going to say yeah. to exactly. that person. Exactly, and that's, that's a, like, different. I can go into yeah. my full list of complaints about So it is. I mean, I guess in, in answer, though, it kind of is. like In that it hides information from you. You right, want to know... Game, but that's the same, I mean, that, if you were to break down Mass Effect and say... Well, if you fuck up saying something to somebody, it hides part of the game. I from haven't you, played. I haven't played Mass Effect yet. It, 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 or more, it more. It more hides smaller details. It doesn't hide like story arcs or anything like that. Right, but every but game just, is so disappointing when you like. It's, it's really it, no. I've been. I've been. Right. I've been cheating in the game. I cheat if I if I come to a tough decision. Which, by the way, is straight out of 1984. I don't care. Turning the machine. I on. really don't care because <laughs> screwed something up. You'll you'll run into a situation where during your interrogations the the base basic mechanic of the game is uh, the interrogation mechanic is you can pick when somebody makes a statement it's not necessarily an answer to a question even somebody makes a statement and you have to pick if you think they're lying or telling the truth you doubt them or they're lying if you pick lying you have to present a piece of evidence to support your claim that they're lying there's been many times in the game where I've thought maybe one piece or another piece of evidence could you know back up my accusation and I picked the wrong one and then I get pissed off because then you just get the question wrong and you right. don't learn whatever they would have said. The intuition, though? A little bit. I use, it. but then you know the intuition sucks when it's like it takes away truth and you've got doubt and lying and it's like, well, I still know they're lying. I just don't know. It, that's been mainly the point of frustration for me is like I've kind of figured the game out to the point where I know if it's going to be lie, truth, or doubt. But it's the the lie right, one but, uh, where I'm not so, sure which piece of information to back so I, that up with. So I get pissed off and restart the game what I'm saying and then do the whole the thing again. The mechanic, though, is still, to me, we're looking at a decision wheel of, 
I know in Mass Effect or Fallout when something is going to give me good or bad. I yeah. know what it's giving me at the but end of the day. I guess this is trickier. It just plays this the is, game yeah, out. The trick is that you don't know yeah, which you, one is the right one. Because you have it's to, really frustrating you have to watch the faces. Wrong. Right, and you kind of have to develop your case on the, the information that you've collected. And if you don't collect all of that information, you've right. got to figure out a different way to... Hmm. Uh, it's not like it's not like the weird thing is like that I, a misconception I made going into it was and I, I have like a laundry list of complaints about the game but I'd still Did recommend it I've got them I'd still recommend it but like like okay like if you uh, going back to my thing about you're not sure which piece of information to present to back up your claim you can't pick doubt there's one right answer to every statement doubt isn't like I think you're lying, but I'm not sure about it. Doubt means the right answer was doubt. It's not really truth, lie, doubt. Right. The correct answer to this statement is either one of those three things. So if you're kind of on the fence, you can't press them a little harder with doubt. You can. You have to pick doubt when doubt is the right answer. That's the weird... There's one absolute answer to every statement that people make in the game, and it's weird. That part of it is very weird because which will go into, like, part of my bad thing about it, they don't teach you how to interrogate. You get one interrogation at the very beginning that you can't fail and you're allowed to continuously ask questions, then it's like, go be a cop. Well, I'm, they, I'm not a cop. They can't teach you how to read faces, though. Yes, they can. Why couldn't they give you a video of, like... <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Why couldn't they, why couldn't they give you a video? Why couldn't they give you a video? Five hours. Right, well, I have, I have two beautiful little solutions for this. Either something training you to get into the beginning of, like, look for shifty eyes, look for stuttering, look for something like that. Or, what I thought that. would be awesome... Not really. They say look for diverted gaze. People. I've no, I, I never heard that in the game at all. It's Nobody text. ever told me anything. They don't tell you. There's text you on read? Thing. Yeah. Where? I think it would be awesome if they either, like... <laughs> kind of had a training don't get pissed at me for not them teaching you how to be a real cop I thought a nice solution would have been at the beginning pair you with like a veteran cop at the very the first couple of missions where he could say either give you suggestions or what I would love to know the reason I restart every time I fail I mean a couple of the times that I've failed is because I wish they would actually review what you fucked up with you afterwards and say maybe even in the first couple of missions my two ideas would be either like tell you what you did wrong maybe like give you a little idea of what you did wrong or why you did it wrong or maybe like when it comes into the to the uh, the evidence thing like maybe because the way that it specifically works is you pick your line and then it gives you a list of evidence Maybe highlight the relevant evidence a little bit. Maybe if you use intuition, it crosses out evidence that is not. I haven't done. I haven't done intuition with evidence. I didn't realize you could do that. But I, I feel like pairing you with a veteran cop for like the first two or three missions would have been awesome. I will admit, from a learning standpoint, that there's no practice with feedback in the game. No, they give you there's a, there's a little feedback at the end of every case, but it's fucking useless but I mean, like, information. I'm talking about gameplay practice right. with feedback, and I mean like. The other thing that makes it hard is that something that they do say in the text at the beginning is that there's over like a thousand different I feel like you, animations, you know? You so go into like, the, you start the game as a quote-unquote like a superstar cop, like a guy that's doing well and, and, and rapidly rising the ranks. You probably should have started the game as a rookie cop. But if you start out as a rookie, I think the complaint then would have been that the game just a couple. I really, th- I really feel like, or maybe, maybe just transferring to a yeah, new, you have to think about, transferring to a new branch, just a little to, bit of handholding for the first couple to, of missions. You have to think about the the studio that's putting this out is the studio that's notorious for bombing a game halfway through it, 
It makes it impossible to get through to the end. Like I'm looking at this as somebody that plays video games that likes video games that gets them. I don't under, like if 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 a non if a casual gamer is, picked this up this game. This is nowhere nearly aimed at a casual. But I gamer. feel like this could have been a nice bridge between casual and hardcore gamers. Like there could yeah, have been a really I awesome casual. I don't think Rockstar has ever released a game aimed at the casual gamer. You can be a casual gamer and beat GTA Four. Because yeah. it's more of like run and gun and shoot the right guy at the, the right one time. One thing I think we need to look at that this game has, has done that no other game in the history of the world has done is you talk about these interrogations and like the flaws with the system, but it's the first time in history no, where, no. Where, where, each, where each person that you encounter um, is so well acted and so well animated that they actually have emotions that you as a human being can tell it's what the fuck right. to do. Awesome. It's, it's hard. That's Sometimes crazy. it's tricky to catch it's them. Crazy and because, I love that. I love the tricky yeah. part of it. Like right. I love I mean, I don't know if I would have liked learning like being told exactly which face. I would just love to know what I did wrong. At least in the first couple of them. Instead of like wondering because like I really like I said that I've cheated. I've really only done it a couple of times when it's been like a crucial thing of like I, I knew it was one piece or the other piece. But I would have loved to know Hey, you screwed this up because of this. At least for the first couple, like at least kind of get pointed in the right direction instead of just it's failing, failing, failing. You got to fail a lot at the beginning. Yeah, it's a valid complaint. Like not having, especially with the new gameplay mechanic, not having no instruction. Feedback. Literally, it's that one. The there was one... instruction like how to play the game, but right. not how to improve. Exactly. Like knowing what you did wrong, maybe for the first couple of missions, I feel it would have been invaluable. Um, to bring it sort of back up to the surface level, um, what I would say was impressive was like I knew from the trailers that John Noble was a character in the game, mm-hmm. and I was really excited about that. So I pulled out the manual and I was like, I want to find him in the manual. And on like the second to last page of the manual, there's like a list of names in the corner. It's like this long, and I was like, uh, I don't see his name. I turn the next page, and the next two pages yeah, are credited actor names. Something that 400 actors were using it. That's impressive. Um, the other thing I would say is, like, because you're coming from, you know, like a Red Dead would be, like, your last Rockstar, Rockstar game. game, right? I would say that the your character... Coming out of Fallout New Vegas most recently. Well, I mean, I'm saying, like, the character is really growing on me. He might yeah. not be, like, a John Marston, but, yeah, like, I, I really do John like Marston. this guy. Yeah. Like, the more that so, I... Go ahead. Good, that's okay. I was just going to say, the more that I play... Like, at first, I didn't really care for the guy. But now that I play more of the game, like, I really... You get the backstory. You I get, really you get a lot am, of... like, with this guy. So... You get a lot of flashbacks. So one of the questions that I'd like to ask, because Amy's here, and we very rarely have a lead in our Would presence. you bang the lead character? <laughs> no. Well... <laughs> just really... Uh, at, at. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So, like, we've talked about, you know, the whole, like, being able to be a girl while you're playing... And maybe it doesn't fit in the setting. Does it? Do no. you feel like? Because like in, in Red Dead, we talked about how you would have loved to play the Bonnie. Bonnie. Yeah. You would have been like, oh, that's rad if I could have been Bonnie and like yeah. ridden around and, and shot shit. Well, with Red Dead too, it's like the multiplayer stuff only had like one girl option, yeah, yeah. and there was like so that so, kind yeah. of. But I don't know. It's like it's a hard call because these games are set in a time period where they were they were right. degrading to women. Yeah. It would have been completely different. Like this game, you wouldn't have been taken like seriously it have made sense as a woman. In the story, cop. So right. I think Rockstar. After, I was thinking this actually. I was thinking that this, Rockstar is long overdue for making a game with a female. That yeah, nice. they do. They, like, yeah. Have they ever? But I'm saying like <laughs> like. It just, no. like, occurred to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be nice. It would be great if they... Because really, I mean, Grand Theft Auto is not really a... You're saying E3 girly. GTA V is going to be announced. No. Probably, no. Is the buzz. Yeah. 
So, are they gonna, so is this is this the first time we're going to see Rockstar? So here's here's the thing with Rockstar and GTA. The reason I think GTA has always been I'm not a huge fan, but the reason I, like I but I think the reason it's been good uh, and a constant reseller is that it's really been the only title they've had to concentrate on for you know a decade, and now we've got three. You know, unfortunately, not bully, but we've got three. Oh my God! We've, <laughs> but we've got three, like, three oh triple A. We've got three triple A, like top notch, million, million, millions upon millions selling titles. That now we're watching a single studio have to carry. Yeah, but at it's the same the, it, time. that's it's divided up. Different people, different teams work on the different games. The studios haven't grown that. Rockstar has been Montreal, New York, and California, I think, for. A while. They have San Diego. They have t- 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 this is this is actually like I was gonna touch on this like in my giant list of notes is like the, fucking let them like settle down. Like you guys have gotten the graphics to probably about the peak of what we're gonna get to this cycle of consoles. Right. We're about yeah. as far with the engine as we're gonna. We're not gonna oh, get. I think you're gonna be surprised. The crisis looks. Gorgeous. But it looks it looks gorgeous. Like if if depending on what other games come out, like like playing playing La Noire now. It's the same engine from GTA, which was how long ago, and I'm still fine with it. Right. I look, think it, about that, though. I think about it, the facial. The right. The facial technology is the selling point of this game. The atmosphere and everything is it, it's the same rendering technology as GTA 4. Let's maybe, you know, stop the pissing contest for who can get the better looking game. Be happy with what we. It would be awesome. What my dream right now would be is if like if Rockstar stopped production. They're not going to stop production on new games, but then like put out just tons of awesome DLC for GTA 4, Red Dead, and LA Noir. Like we've right. got these core games, we've got these core environments and worlds, we can expand on them, put in new story elements. We don't need to worry about the engine so much right now. But then you've got Yeah, I mean I see what you're saying. I, that would That'll never happen would do because you have to yeah, buy I a really, new game. But I wouldn't I mean like well, if they I don't came think out, I've bought any deals. Is there DLC for Red? I never bought the DLC for Red Dead. Let's say, but let's say, let's say Red Dead. Let's say Red Dead Two was just DLC instead of a. Or let's say there was no Red but Dead Two. Saying, but what I'm saying is, like that argument is the same as saying Assassin's Creed should stop putting out the fucking Italian game and just do DLC that's Italian game. It would just no. And that, that won't happen. I don't think it seemed profitable enough to studios, and I don't think anybody's done it's it not, right. I mean, it's just, but it would be like if I could keep like once I beat La Noire. If I could just keep playing new stories, crimes like, in it for a while. It would have to be a subscription-based game. Exactly. That's what it would have you to want, be. I'd be fine with right, that. That's what I'm saying. Like, because, like, if for Rockstar this puts out Red Dead and sells 10 million copies, and then they just release a bunch of DLC for it, well, that they're not going to sell 10 million copies of the DLC. They're going to sell probably a small percentage of that for the DLC. Like, it's, it's just not I'm completely model. hypocritical because... Well, and this is because I never beat GTA 4, but I never downloaded any of the DLC for right. GTA 4. Right, I mean, it's... Well, but I mean, that's just how it works. Like, DLC is a smaller percentage. Just ideally, like, ideally, like, I'm playing this game, L.I. Noir, and I'm just, I'm, I'm picturing this thing where, like, like just constant mini-updates of, like, new cases. Like, every couple weeks, there's a new case. You, you really like on. it. But I mean, for as many complaints as you have about this game, it totally I say it, buy it. It yeah. has you. You know yeah. what I mean? Totally. No, my complaints, yeah, I mean, my complaints are about, like, the thing, you know, like... like are your complaints things that you can, you could see them patching and fixing as you're playing? No. Your well, maybe. Other than but this, this is like one. this is all stuff for LA too, right? You know I mean? Well, I mean, like I broke it down into good and bad. Just the be good, happy that the face stuff works. The good, I guess, the I guess good. Part of, to come down to like what I was talking about with the with now we're watching Rockstar split into these like multi titles is there you were like 
if GTA Five just got confirmed, then LA Two is not coming out for quite a long time. Right. Like if if Red Dead Two gets confirmed, then LA Two is not coming out for quite a like these games like Rockstar. I'm telling you, I don't care how big they've gotten, they're not going to release three games. If in these a year. are going to if it's these are going to be their if these are going to be their series, though, I'm fine with that because they're all pretty solid. GTA Four, I gave up on about halfway through. I never beat it. Right. Red Dead, I love. Unless we see Rockstar shift into a Bethesda kind of position where they start almost publishing. Titles, but then, you're, that but then you're not going to get the rocks right. Like, but it, if like it's just, I, I'm just. I'm, if I knew seeing, every year or two, I was getting one of those new games. I'd probably be pretty cool with it. I kind of would like to see them do new stories because I like Red Dead as one game. As yeah. As it's yeah, and then same thing with LA Noir. I haven't played a lot of the GTA stuff, so I don't know if, how the story is. They're different each. each time. But I, I I like that. I think that's Red why I like in Bully. The only same thing, idea. Yeah. The thing I like about them rehashing stuff though is that they can recycle assets and just focus on making some cool new plot twists and stories. Like if they did another Old West game. They wouldn't have to rebuild the old West. But do you feel like you would have already, like, you already know the it's old West? It's not going to be as Yeah, like, like I don't know if I'm not going to be another, another Mexico. But, you know? that's, yeah, that's what I, that's what I kind well, of go I back and I was about to make a really dumb point. I was going to say, but, at the same time, I play Assassin's Creed 1 and 2, and was blown away by 2, was blown away by 1, but they're different settings. Fallout 3 and New Vegas, I've been, I've been, like, blown away by those games, but they're different settings. So, I mean... Maybe you're right. Like, they, like if Red Dead Two came out, I might not be as like, oh, I'm in the West again. Like, it might well, not yeah, feel as, yeah. as great. Right. Which like is that one of the things first that was playthrough like that experience yeah. of a totally first playthrough of Red Dead is one of my favorite first playthroughs of any game ever. Right. The first, the first thirty minutes of that. Game. So, so how far are you, real quick? I'm about ten missions in. I think we just looked. I think I'm seven. I'm six. Eleven. You're eleven. Yeah. And there's so, twenty-one. So I mean. This is obviously a buy from yeah. all corners buy. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's funny, like, some games I, like, I jones to play, like a crack addict. And I'm not, like, jonesing to play this game because it does require 100%. Yeah. It's, it's, it's masochism, yeah. man. It's, it's like, I'm jonesing to play it, but I know I'm going to be pissed while I'm playing it. Well, it's not that I'm pissed while I'm playing it. It's just, it's, focus yeah, and, really and after I'm at work for 11 hours, I'm like, yeah. I don't want to focus. So I just want to, like, turn yeah, my brain off. Here's the thing, like, because this is, this comes this movie's like, I mean, this game is like reading a book. It is. This oh, comes down, it sucks. This <laughs> talking to the person that works at a library. Reading sucks. Like, this comes down to, to type of gamer to me, like, uh, out of everyone, I'm actually not as clear about you, I'm not sure, but like, you can sit down a marathon game for like 10 hours. I've seen you and heard about you doing it multiple, multiple times. You can do the same thing. I'm pretty sure you can do this, but you just played the LA Noir for 12 hours. I have a hard time doing that. I have a really hard time doing that. Like, a game has to really own me, and, and maybe part of it's TV technology that I'm on playing it, but like, I, part of me wonders if. It's because, like, what you're feeling with L.A. Noir, that's, like, almost how I approach any game that I get in. Because you, because I, I don't, I don't, it's the same thing with music in me. I, like, you could pick a genre, I like one band out of the, I'm like, oh, I really like that band. And you're like, there's, like, ten other, and I'm like, I don't care about the other band. Like, I like that, like, and it's the same with games. Like, I like Mass Effect, and I like it so much that I, I'm, like, in it. Like, I'm, like, on the TV, like, and, like, four yeah. hours in, I can't. You my brain is like mush, and I have to turn it off and walk away. You don't need to do that with Ellie Noir. Every every case is its own thing. Yeah, and that's what I kind of like. I can just is it do Alan one. Lake-ish? 
Uh, well, yeah, I mean, like, you could play one case at a time and then just go, like, all right, I'll pick up a chapter in a book. It's, yeah. it's yeah. tricky. Down, if you put it down yeah. mid-case and come back, it's tricky. That's but if you sit down and do, I if you do one case at a time, how long are we talking each case? Maybe like an hour or so. Yeah, Maybe an hour. An hour. Some of them are a little easier than others. So, so no side missioning, you're talking a 20 There's no side game. missioning. Possibly. Yeah. Oh, there is no side missioning. No, 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 I mean, like, I Oh, with no side missioning. And you can, you can, the side missions are just basically chase a guy. Like, it's not, like, extra plot or anything. Yeah. You can skip the side missions and probably not miss any games. You remember in Red Dead where you just have, where it'd be like, help, someone stole my cow. Exactly. You just that's, ran out the field and shoot a guy. Like, that's, that's all the of the side missions. missions. But it was awesome in Red Dead. Right, and yeah. it's awesome in this okay. game. It brings yeah. up the monotony. It has a name, too. It's like, it's like bank heist. Like Yes, yeah. no, it's cool. Every, like, oh, cool. every mission and every side mission and every case has its own little title card and name, like a chapter in a book or a, a section and in a movie. as short as those side missions are, they make them still, like, cinematic cop movie style. Yeah. So, like, your character's, like, leaping over, like, low walls and, like, kicking over trash right. cans and, like, pushing so, pedestrians. So, you know? I like to think of Ash as our, as our resident, you know, gun and gameplay kind of feel guy. Like, is that part of it satisfying? No. It's, I mean... <laughs> it's, a minor, it's a minor part. It's like Red Dead, where it's, it's like, you just it's put your gun out. It's worse than Red Dead, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. The, the, okay, yeah. first of all... It's really easy, the, the shooting the is. The gun, you can't switch guns. You can only it's just, just like, a handgun? or One at a time. Yeah, and there's no ammo count, and there's no... It's like, not a shooter. No. no that's not no. the point of the it, game. It, they it's make like they make the gun game. battles into cinematic experiences. It's like, it's... It's the adventure sequences in movies to break up the monotony yeah, of a, of a it's serious not, movie. It's not unenjoyable, but it's definitely not like there is a cover mechanic. It's really clunky, it's not good. super slow, terrible, terrible, shitty cover. Yeah, shitty cover. It's. Mechanic. I mean, it's almost the. It's almost the same shooting mechanics as Red Dead. It's. It feels almost exactly I, like I playing agree that Red it Dead. Feels the same, but a little worse. It's, yeah, it's the it same, but the same. Uh, okay. worse. Worse, but e- like easier. Well, I, mean, I, I remember say. when I first started playing Red Dead, you get on the horse and you're like. Like, yeah. I have to shoot things while I'm yes. riding on my... This you don't do ridiculous. that at all. This is all you're on foot. Yeah, yeah. And it's, well, I would assume they didn't introduce horses out of The lock-on... <laughs> and now jump on a horse! The, right? the, the, cover, the cover and lock-on <laughs> mechanics are about on par with Red Dead, but even, like, dumbed down more. It it's, locks on a little easier. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just asking. Yeah, I, mean, I, like, I don't feel obligated to go do those side things, like, as much as no. I did in Red Dead. Like, I mostly want to focus on the main case stuff, and then when that's, I get done, I'll go back and do I, I always stuff. do that's kind of because what I, people need my help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> why I did it in Red Dead. <laughs> yeah, but, but, um, but, but I don't know, it's different. It was such an amazing occurrence in Red Dead. You'd be like, oh, shit. That guy's trailer is getting taken over. It's so much more linear that, like, I was that way with Red Dead where I wanted to do everything. This game is so much more linear and you're waiting for the connection from all your cases and seeing what the big story arc is that you, you, I do them because like I said it breaks it up I do the side missions but I could easily skip them and not give a shit right. I wouldn't yeah, be as torn as like I gotta go do this thing well we're at two hours so yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> I think the last thing I, the thing I don't want to lose from this discussion is something that Ash brought up and that's that if this is like the first or second, maybe if you count stuff they did in Heavy Rain, if this is like the second attempt to get like very realistic people and faces into games, if this is like the beginning of the future of gaming, yes. even for just something like a shooter that doesn't really need to have that, that's fucking awesome. Yes. Because yeah. mm-hmm. that means that in the future we will have you like just... really emotional faces in the games, mm-hmm. and that's exciting. Whenever they get hands down. 
Yeah, yeah, even if you don't like it, <laughs> about this, you just be excited about what. Yeah, well, I mean, the tech, yeah. the tech has been exciting to. I haven't even picked yeah. up the game yet, and the tech has been exciting since day one. Just to watch that video. When they put that first video up, I was like, "What the fuck? Yeah. Like that is my." I never thought it would come out when I saw that video. I was oh, like, that, that was ridiculous! Real. It's amazing, so and it's it ridiculous. makes. Although I will say this, it makes a lot more sense. This game has been being yeah. developed for nine years. I mean, it, it, this is not a short. Like, yes, it's the beginning, but it took them exponentially longer if than it takes any other game to come out at this point. Like, and I would nine to ten year development phase is brutally long. In my opinion, they also did a pretty good job handling the, the Uncanny Valley, too. I don't really have a lot of moments where yeah. I'm like, Ooh. So I haven't hit that either. <laughs> you know, we're like facing <laughs> right, right, this right. was. I didn't know what the rest of that was. <laughs> like, it, you know, like, like, there's no like weird, like, you jerk your twitching. A side note to the, to the face scanning thing that I think is cool is that uh, there's a bunch of people from Mad Men in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Madman, and this is the first time in a game where I've seen cameos because it it's the guy's head right yeah. in the game. It's yeah. not like ah, oh, that kind of sounds like this guy that I like. Like, there's one character that I really like on Madman, and he shows up in the game, the bartender, and I'm like, I love that dude. And that's the first time in a game that I've been like, what? There's a cameo, and he has this yeah. tiny little part in your stuff, yeah. and like yes. like the future of that, of the realistic. That's why you should play this game to see the faces. It's nothing new gameplay-wise, nothing that hasn't been done before extensively, but it's done really well, it's really dark and twisted.